Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Orion's From the Battlefield to the Boardroom podcast. According to the Small Business Administration, about a quarter of veterans are interested in starting their own business and roughly 15% of franchises are owned by veterans. There are so many franchises out there to choose from and finding a good match takes time and research. If you're interested in pursuing a franchise opportunity, today's episode is for you. Rudy Swiger, a Navy veteran, joined the show to discuss his military background and decision to pursue franchise ownership. Before deciding on a franchise, Rudy did a lot of research about the pros and cons of many, and he was kind enough to share that knowledge with us in this episode. Rudy discusses some of the must-haves on his list, what other veterans should consider when opening a franchise, as well as the success that he's experienced and his plans for the future. If you have any questions about this interview or ideas for a future topic, I'd love to hear from you. Please email me at podcast at oriontalent.com. Hi, Rudy. Thanks for joining me today. Hi. Thanks for having me, Megan. Thank you. Yeah, I'm really excited to talk with you because you actually reached out to us and you were willing to share your story on the podcast, which is really great. And I want to encourage anyone listening to do the same if you've got a story to share, because one of our favorite things, and for me personally, I love talking to people and hearing success stories and sharing that with our listeners. So with that being said, today we're going to talk about your background and your experience as a franchise owner. And before we start talking about all the cool things that you have to say there, can you go ahead and introduce yourself to our listeners and tell us a little bit about your background? Yeah, certainly. So um, my name is Rudy Swigert. I'm in Southern California. I I spent 25 years total time in the Navy uh, between active duty and reserve. So I was active duty for about 12 and a half years. And then um, circumstances led to me leaving active duty, but I was able to join the reserves and continue in my career path there, um, continue in advancing in rank and you know continuing in um, working towards the retirement goal. So um, when I left active duty, I entered corporate America. And so I've got some some background there. But in the Navy, I was on the East Coast on ships, was on the West Coast on ships, and I taught um, a course for air traffic control in San Diego. Uh, I worked for, once I got out of the Navy, I worked for Space and Naval Warfare Systems Center, or SPAWAR, in San Diego, so along with a bunch of contractors supporting Big Navy um, and fielding their communication systems, and then uh, started looking at business ownership uh, a little bit later along along the time frame. So it sounds like, Rudy, that you you really enjoyed your time in the military and you wanted to stay kind of closely tied to that um, for a little while before you started pursuing other options. And you mentioned business ownership. So, um, you know, one of the things that I thought that was really cool, I, before we initially were going to have our conversation, I was doing some um, research on veterans and franchise ownership. And we actually have partnered with franchises in the past and we currently are partnered with a franchise. But um, one of the things that I saw was that this was according to the U.S. Small Business Administration, that roughly a quarter of all veterans are interested in starting their own business, which I'm sure, you know, you've talked to a lot of people about this. And just for you yourself, veterans tend to have a very entrepreneurial spirit. So um, I thought that was interesting. And then also, I also, um, one of the stats that they included in that report was that one out of every seven franchises in America is owned by a veteran. So I thought that was really cool, too. And 
you know, for our listeners, like I said, we do have franchise opportunities that we speak about. And it's because we truly think that they're a great fit for veterans. And I'm sure that you've seen that from your experience as well. So kind of piggybacking on off of that, did you always have a um, desire to own your own business? Or what were some of the things that kind of led to you being interested in opening a franchise? Uh, yeah, so, so um, the time in the military obviously takes us through a whole lot of different work disciplines and um, leadership elements, right? Leadership training along the way, whether you're, you know, junior enlisted or a senior officer, you get you get leadership training at at each level. And so when I when I left the dynamic, you know, work organization that the that the military is, right? Whether it's boots on ground or on a ship somewhere, you're 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 always engaged in helping to make decisions in leadership role in some way, shape, or form. So when I walked into corporate America and I got into my little cubicle, I knew I knew that that wasn't all there was, right? I was I was thinking in my mind, is is this cubicle where I get to spend, you know, the rest of my working life? And I and I had so many, you know, ideas and um, you know, thoughts on where best and how I could make my role better where I was um, at the company. But it wasn't until I, I, I went back to school and finished um, my degree in organizational leadership, which, you know, is, is business centered to where I decided, okay, you know, um, I want to start my own company. And so I, I, I went through a little bit of the process of looking into you know, California State. What forms do I need to file for a, a LLC or or a S corp? How much does that cost? Um, you know, do I need to get an attorney to help me draw up paperwork or not? But once I made the decision to to do that, I spent probably I spent many years. I formed many companies over the years uh, before I landed on the on the franchise choice. Um, and we can talk about you know, why I landed on the franchise choice, if that's where you want to go next. Yeah, definitely. That's because like I said, the franchises are obviously very popular with veterans. And um, I think for me, the one thing that I would assume is because there's a little bit less risk involved in starting your own business versus buying into a franchise where you still get the perk of being a, you know, like a business owner, but having in a lot of cases, the um, business to back you there with the franchise. So I would like to hear from you what it was that made you interested in it. Yeah, certainly. So, you know, like I mentioned that I you know, started a few companies along the way with, with different products and services and different models. And I found that um, it's a, it's a lot of work, right? I, I was, uh, you know, a one-person shop. At at one point in time, I had I had partners, um, and they they ended up, you know, either not performing um, in their area very well, or I had less control over the direction of the company when I brought partners in. So I I, I was the operations officer, I was the marketing officer, I was payroll, I was you, you know everything that's involved in a one-person company. Um, and like I mentioned, it was it was a lot of work. I, I I joked that you know I traded in my my nine to five so I could work five to nine, right? I was working from five a.m. till about nine p.m. each day. I was probably sixty plus hours per week, um, just trying to 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 carry the the stages of 
business ownership and and startups right so what what led me to the franchise i spent you know probably about a good year year and a half researching franchises as well and what i really enjoyed and what ultimately led me to choosing the 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 franchise that i have um is that they have what i call business in a box right they have processes in place they've got marketing payroll um, processes things that uh and and systems right that are in place to help connect the dots so i don't have to make it up along the way as a as a military guy we're we're really good about following directions and plugging into a system that already exists and so you know it's like hey rudy go and do that and do it this way and I'm and I'm great. I can pick that up and I can go and do that and I can do it this way. And that's that's what I loved about the franchise is they already had they'd already experienced the pitfalls of business ownership and brand building um for many years and I wanted to leverage from their experiences and not fall into the same pitfalls in brand building because with pitfalls equals expended money. Right. So my so my budget would be depleted as i was you know learning things on my own whereas in the franchise um i leveraged from from their learning mistakes and they said okay rudy here's our processes for this you know you can step outside of the box as a business owner if you want but we're here to tell you based on data based on market analysis um, based on trends that business owners that are doing things this way are going to be successful. And what I really loved about that was that other business owners were engaged in profitable businesses right now in my area. So I could pick up the phone and I could call them and say, hey, what's your experience with the brand? How long have you been doing this? How how much support are you getting from, from home office? And um, uh, how do you feel about that as a as a business owner? And then at the end of the day, are you profitable, right? Are you enjoying what you're mm-hmm. doing? Are you bringing value to the marketplace? Are you making money in your in your in your business and 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 reaching your goals? So that's kind of like the the transition from trying to do it myself to starting to look at at franchises and what I felt that the benefit of the franchise model was for me at the time. Mm-hmm. And Rudy, you're obviously a very smart guy. And like you said, you were in business by yourself before and had kind of done the whole, you know, owning a business, trying to run a business and figuring out all of the expenses, like you mentioned along the way. So when mm-hmm. you first started doing research, you mentioned that you did about a year, year and a half worth of research before choosing the franchise that you chose. But what were some of the things that went into your research? Like, did you have a list of must-haves and things that you wanted to avoid, like maybe there were some red flags in some franchises, so you put those down on your list as what to look for the next time. Like, what were some of the things that you can share with our listeners if anyone's interested in, you know, buying into a franchise like you've done, what would you, what kind of advice would you give them on what to look for and what to kind of avoid? Yeah, so uh, certainly, first and foremost, um, I had just a short list of service areas that I felt that I was I was passionate enough about to be able to execute good business, right? So, you know, if you look on Entrepreneur Magazine's, you know, top 500 franchise list for 2019 or 2020, you're going to see, you know, everything from, you know, 7-Eleven, McDonald's, 
you know, all the way down to a landscaping franchise with different price points and, and um, you know, different different costs and benefits along the way. So I had just a couple of service areas on my list that I that I felt that I would do well in. I wanted to be able to see what I called the the value stream, meaning start to finish. You know, what does my business model look like? And I and I wanted to be able to see myself performing in that. So like I'm 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 passionate about elder care, but the more that I looked into you know, non-medical elder care franchises, I learned that there's a lot of churn in managing caregivers and that um, there's a lot of undermining, or at least from what I found, there's a lot of undermining of, of, of caregivers in homes that are that are not necessarily married to the company. They're finding ways that they can work direct for the family and kind of do it themselves. So I spoke with a couple other business owners in that niche before I decided, okay, maybe I don't want to do that. Um, and then I looked at education franchises like a Sylvan Learning Center, um, and I looked at the costs associated with that and kind of a day in the life of a business owner in that niche. Uh, and then lastly, uh, I looked at I looked at costs out of pocket, um, overhead expenses, you know, first year goals, and and how well. Uh, I felt I would be able to grab a hold of the brand and represent it well in that space. Um, so as I was looking, I was kind of sifting them out, like, okay, this one costs too much, but I like the model. You know, I like the industry. Let's see if there are any others like it. Um, yeah, as a as a veteran, I'm, I'm looking for franchises that are members of what, of what's called VetFran. Um, if they're if they're VetFran members, they're also veteran friendly. Um, they probably have a veterans discount, you know, 10%, 15%. I, I even saw some that were 20% discount off their initial franchise fee. Um, and I, and I love that because it means that they understand the value of having a veteran as a business owner, uh, and that we know how to get up and put our clothes on and, and take a hold of, of a, of a, a process system or a model system and be able to get after it and perform well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I mean, that's all really good input. And I think those are all great considerations. I like that you said that you started first with, you know, your passion, what what could you see yourself doing? Because there are so many things that you could buy into. And, you know, maybe some people don't necessarily care about passion, and they just think what is going to be the most, you know, profitable franchise that I can buy into. And I think for everyone, it's the same thing as even just, you know, your career drivers. Some people are really passionate about finding something that they know that they want to do, whereas other people are more driven by the money. There's not really necessarily a right or wrong. It's just knowing what is going to drive you to make that decision. Yeah, certainly. What do you think are some of the most important considerations for a veteran who is interest in pursuing a franchise. I would think finances would certainly be one, but um, what are some of the big ones that you've seen and then maybe even some of the less obvious ones? Yeah, so I would say top of the list would be just like you said, finances. Um, the, the the franchise that I ended up choosing also had in-house um, financing available, which which uh, I did take advantage of. But yeah, finances are at the top of the top of the list like can i afford buying into this franchise paying the initial fee going to their training which means that you'll probably have to fly somewhere unless you live in the area where the 
where the headquarters is. You, know, you probably have to fly to the headquarters, put yourself up in a hotel for a couple of days, right? So those are expenses. Those are business expenses that, that um, you know, you take on early on just, just getting to know the, the ins and outs of the, of the business model. Um, I would say things to consider would be primarily along those lines because you might see, oh, it's a $10,000 franchise fee and I get a, I get $1,000 off for being a veteran. So it's $9,000 out of pocket. It, it turns out to be probably your first quarter, your first two quarters operating. Um, that there are many other expenses that you may or may not take into consideration. So um, I would take a look at that and, and plan in detail, work with a um, either a bookkeeper friend or, or somebody that has what's called a pro forma and put together these, these business kind of um, financial statements that says, okay, if I expend this much, this is what I'll expect to bring in. Um, on a monthly basis as I'm operating and then I can look to, you know, absorb uh, maybe some of the expenses in, in other areas. So um, the financial planning is huge. I, I say definitely take your time doing that and checking out in great detail um, what equipment do I need to do the work that, that the company is doing. Is there any support from the home office in, in helping to get that um, equipment? But something else to consider is, is, there, is that brand, is that franchise operating in my state and in my area? Because if the answer is no, and you're the pioneer for your state, just know that there is no brand recognition for you. Um, so if it's, a, if it's a great you know business model and it's working well in the Southeast as an example, and that's where their home office is, and you're out here in the West, in uh, you know California. Nobody knows the brand, and you're going to pioneer it, but just know that it's going to take probably some time before you get a lot of that brand recognition and profitability behind you. Um, the good news about that is if you're in a state where that brand doesn't operate yet, is that you may have some flexibility in your contract. So you might say, hey, I want a larger than normal you know, marketing territory because I'm going to, because there are no others here with me. So um, for the same price, I want a bigger area. So here in Southern California, I could negotiate, you know, I want all of LA County or I want all of Orange County as my marketing territory. And since there's no other business owner near me, then, then uh, home office might be open to that. So there's some flexibility. You don't have to settle on what they tell you in terms of of your marketing territory, um, you know, but consider those things. When you type into Google the company name or that type of business near you, look at your competition. Make sure that you know kind of who's operating in that space in your area, if it's saturated, if there's just minimal presence, because that will allow you to determine what your opportunity is with that business model. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Rudy, you've been, you've shared so much good information just so far that I'm I'm just glad to have you. I'm glad that you're able to get on here and talk about this stuff because I think this is something that a lot of people are interested in, but thinking about how to get started is always kind of that first step that, you know, people are scared to take that step. So I think with you being on here and sharing some of this information, it makes it, a, it seems a little bit more doable and it kind of gives people that information, maybe even the extra push to get started. 
I'd say that it's definitely doable, um, but it does it does bring a little bit of fear with it, right? Especially if you're stepping away from a from a corporate America job with a steady paycheck into business ownership. It's super rewarding to be able to have control over your schedule, your products and services, the value that you bring to the marketplace. You have total control over your business and the direction that that it that it goes. Um, but I also um, understand that there's some some security in the nine to five you know corporate job as well so it's just a matter of you know gauging your comfort level and your and your financial position to be able to okay if i leave my nine to five and i and i stop getting that paycheck how how soon how soon can i start earning money over here in order to continue to pay the bills because the bills keep coming right so mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, now that we've made it about halfway through the podcast, we'll talk about um, what you are actually doing, because we've not even, I don't think, mentioned so far what franchise you ended up choosing, mainly because I wanted to focus more on, um, you know, what kind of value you could provide in terms of advice. But I do also want to talk about the franchise that you ended up deciding on, because it's obviously a really good opportunity if this is the one that you've chosen after doing so much research. So if you could tell me a little bit about the franchise that you chose to buy into, um, you know, what the company does and kind of, you know, what you do as a franchisee. Yeah, certainly. So, so when, when I was working with uh, corporate America, I was a quality auditor uh, and, and a, inspector on equipment so i was i was uh observing systems and documenting the current condition of that and then also i've been in and out of real estate for about the last you know 10 to 15 years in one one um position or another uh so i landed on a home inspection franchise called amerispec amerispec is a um it's an international brand they've got about 150 business owners between california and canada um the home office is in memphis tennessee and they're part of the service master family of of brands so as i was doing research i came across another home inspection franchise that i was like oh that looks pretty good i can see myself being a home inspector i can look at something and document the current condition of it I can deliver that product to the to the client and help them in their real estate transaction process and I felt really good about doing those things but what I love about the Amerispec brand as as being a a a, a member of the Service Master family is I started doing like I, I think I told you I did a ton of research so I started doing research on Service Master where they are in Memphis, Tennessee, how long they've been in business, how long Amerispec had been in business. I found out that the first the first Amerispec owner was right here in Southern California near me, so I was able to pick up the phone and 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 call them. And um here's what's cool about Amerispec and veterans is every year Amerispec has a bit of a of a competition amongst business owners and they award uh, rookie of the year award to to the business owner that that has the most or the or the the best revenue numbers out of the gate for their first year in in operations and the last three so I won rookie of the year in 2019 uh, before that was a guy by the name of Dave Debilius in Pennsylvania his rookie of the year 2018 before that was a guy named Joe Helm Surfer uh, in um, Hampton Roads area of Virginia, who won Rookie of the Year, and all three of us are veterans. 
Um, so the last the last three years, there's been a rookie of the year coming out of the gate, taking a hold of the of the processes that I talked about and the systems that are in place, and ju- and just running with them. And one of the great things that I love about Amerispec, one is that they're local in my market, but I was also able to get you know a great big marketing territory. I was able to pick up the phone and call other business owners that were super helpful and saying, oh, Rudy, you, you know, um, we're glad to help you get started. If you have any questions along the way, if home office is not able to, you know, get you what you need, I can leverage from their experiences. They've been doing business for 15, 20 years or so. Um, and they're like, yeah, do that type of marketing. Don't do that type of marketing. Don't waste your time over here. Spend more time over there. Um, and and one of the things that that I enjoy is meeting with the client as they're getting ready to purchase a home, talking them through the process, providing them the information that they need. Um, but then also, I'm I, I I bought a business, not a job, so I'm. I'm building a business and and duplicating myself as best I can because I'm the I'm the owner of the company um, and in in five years I don't want to be crawling through attics anymore or under houses doing the inspections I want to be hiring training mentoring that sort of thing working working as a business owner as opposed to working as just Rudy the home inspector. Mm-hmm. You know, one of the cool things that you mentioned is that with the franchise owners, it's kind of like you guys have this sense of camaraderie where you can talk to each other and figure it out with each other. It's not like you're competing against each other. People seem very willing to share information. And I don't know if that's how it is with a lot of franchises, but it sounds like that's something that would be maybe a little bit hard to gauge before joining the franchise. So, you know, you did a lot of research, but it sounds like not only did your research prior to joining Payoff, but it, now that you're there and you've seen that this is the type of people that you're working with, um, it really goes to show that you made the right decision there. Yeah, so most franchises should allow you some time of due diligence for you know at least a week or two, and, and they should be able to provide you in their franchise development document or franchise disclosure document, the FDD, where they they list the business owners and their phone numbers, uh, and during your due diligence phase before you, you you make the decision to buy into the franchise, call a couple of business owners and just see like how they react to your coming into the brand. Um, and I I loved the the fact that I could pick up the phone and talk to any local or even across the country business owner, and they're open open with all of it. You know, they're they're sharing with me their their successes and their failures and they're genuinely um involved in making sure that we are successful so there's facebook group for the business owners and we all ask all sorts of questions along the way so some of the seasoned you know owners can chime in and some of the newbies can come in and ask the ask the new questions and just get a wealth of information along the way and i'd say that that is most like a military community that I've experienced outside of the military. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's great. A lot of people that you talk to um, leaving the military, I know that we hear this a lot, is that people are searching for not only a sense of purpose in their post-military job, but they also want that sense of community and they don't want to lose that. That's always the thing that people seem to, to 
to miss the most about the military after they leave. So it sounds like you found a really great opportunity there. I did. Yeah, I'm super pleased with them. And even during this time period right now where, you know, COVID has kind of slowed us down a little bit, everybody's still engaged and, um, you know, sharing information, marketing, we're doing inspections, we're open for business, and we're, and we're just um, continuing, excuse me, continuing to solve for yes. Uh, and that, and that's what it's all about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that sounds great. So, Rudy, moving forward, what are some of your plans coming up? Do you have any plans to expand your business currently, um, you know, into another territory, buy another franchise? Like, what what do you see coming up for you? A little bit of both. So um, I'm looking at um, another franchise license with Amerispec in a different state with a business partner. Uh, so hopefully uh, that that comes together with our with our visions and then um, there's some other businesses here locally in the real estate space um, uh, I've made a lot of friendships along the way so you know people that are looking for help in building their businesses I'm in discussions with partnering with them to help them get up and running again with because they have great vision but they're, they're not necessarily sure how to how to um, connect the dots with carrying that vision forward. And that's what I'll help with. Yeah, that sounds cool. So so far, what has been the most rewarding thing about owning your business other than having all the freedom, like you had mentioned earlier, um, of having your business? What's been some of the other rewarding things about it? Just being able to provide value to a client. Um, being able to to speak with them and their family and educate them on the condition of a major a major expense right so buying real estate is probably one of the largest stressors uh it's definitely on the on the top 10 list and so my goal is to have no surprises and just to be able to get to to provide them with some good information that lets them know hey this is the condition of the property that you're buying in these in these different areas um so here's what you'll want to consider you know short-term maintenance issues long-term maintenance issues and and we're here to help even after you you know close on your house and you and you've lived in it for six months or you know six years if there's ever a need from a maintenance perspective or you have questions about it you know i tell all my clients this call me uh and they do and and that's probably the most rewarding is just not just doing, you know, the the tasks of the business, but the relationships that are developed along the way. Mm-hmm. And, you know, one of the cool things in addition to the relationships that are developed along the way is just the, um, obviously, the financial impact of it, where you're able to grow the business that you initially invested in. But then with the success of that, you're able to invest in more businesses and kind of keep growing it from there. So I think that's really awesome, too. Yeah, certainly. So when I when I went into business ownership, it was a one year one year goal, three year goal, five year goal, uh, and I'm and I'm working my way towards you know each of those. And sometimes the goals change a little bit just based on what I'm seeing in the marketplace. But um, uh, yeah, so I like I mentioned, I don't want to be in attics or crawling under houses, you know, for for the long term. 
you know, I bought a business, not a job. So as, as, as quickly as I can duplicate myself in the work, it will free up more time. We always look at business ownership as having the freedom to be able to do these other things. And that's what's nice about it. So, you know, having these goals in place, you know, once it's, it's performing at a level where it's, you know, takes less time for me to be able to manage, then we can spread out and kind of work on these other these other fun things or spend time with family, more time with family or, you know, be involved in, in volunteering or community work or wherever your heart leads you, the business will continue to, to operate and perform and allow you that financial freedom to be, to be able to do these other things. Mm-hmm. Um, Rudy, when you first got started in the franchise, when you were just looking um, into, you know, owning a franchise, what about your family life at that point? Did you get any kind of pushback from your family in terms of, um, you know, not knowing if that was the right decision because of the risk involved or were they kind of on board because of the fact that you had already taken that risk and being a business owner prior? Uh, they were on board. Yeah, they were on board. And if they weren't on board, I, I wouldn't have done it. You know, I'd still be in the cubicle, right? Because first and foremost, um, having that support is and um having the security of my family is is at the top of my priority list so if they weren't on board i'd still be a nine to five you know person happily right um but Mm -hmm. no they were were fully supportive we had a good financial plan in place um my wife is a business owner also so that was kind of an easy sell for her because she's got an entrepreneurial spirit as well so um yeah, so once we decided that it made sense to do financially, it was it was let's go get it. Mhm. Yeah, so how do you think in general your military experience prepared you to be successful in, you know, a franchise role and why do you think the other military candidates would be a good fit for it? So I had some really good leaders in the military that always expressed a a um a semblance of resiliency and being able to to go with the flow and always i think i said it earlier always solve for yes which means um you know if something can't be done in that moment we're not just going to sit back on the couch and say that that can't be done um we're going to say i can't do that in this way in 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 this moment but what are some ways that i can do that right so the military experience one obviously taught me to be able to get up, put my clothes on, go to work. Um, but two also um, helped me with perseverance and being able to endure maybe adversity uh, in the in the marketplace or, or just other challenges that come up along the way. Like so, I I have taken those challenges, and it's actually fueled the fire to my to my um, desire to reaching my goals, right? So it's not that I adjusted my goals based on what I was seeing, it was I adjusted my desire to to get to the goals and not just reach the goal, but crush the goal, right? So I'm not just trying to get to that goal and have it be okay by the 12th month of the year. I want to significantly surpass that goal. And I'm not going to do that by sitting on the couch or letting someone else dictate how I run my business, right? So the military experience, I think, allowed me to kind of say, we have an objective, we're going after it, and we're going to get it done. And we're not going to take no for an answer. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's great. And like I said, you've shared so much good information on this podcast. I, I can't tell you how happy I am to have you on and to be able to share this with our listeners who are interested in learning more about a franchise. But um, since you've shared so much great information, if anybody has follow-up questions and they want to reach out to you and you know, pick your brain about it a little bit, would you be willing to share your experience? And if so, how can they contact you? Yeah, um, absolutely. Anytime. Um, my, my name is Rudy Swigert. My last name is spelled S-W-I-G-A-R-T. My email address is R-S-W-I-G-A-R-T at Amerispect, which is A-M-E-R-I-S-P-E-C dot net. And um, they can find me on social media. You can email me. Um, uh, if they email me first, I'll, I'll provide my, my phone number. We can text and chat on the phone. And, and uh, I'm, I'm here to help. And I'm happy to help people that, have, that are considering franchise ownership and some of the decisions to make um, along the way. That's great. I really appreciate it. And again, thank you so much for doing this. Is there anything else that you want to share as a closing thought for our listeners? Uh, just, just don't take no for an answer. Solve free yes. decide what you want and make sure you have the support system around you, not just in your family, but a good home office that that's well, and you can see yourself, um, working in that, in that path. So really appreciate you having me. And, uh, if you have any questions along the way, please, please feel free to reach out. Awesome. Thank you so much, Reedy. Okay, Megan, have a great day. Thanks for listening to this episode of Orion's From the Battlefield to the Boardroom podcast. Make sure you subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, or SoundCloud so that you never miss an episode. We'd love to hear from you, so if you have any feedback, please send me an email at podcast at oriontalent.com. Our goal is to help all military job seekers through their transition and beyond, so make sure you share our show with your friends. See you next time.